and welcome. You are listening to another episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne. And as always, my mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference they want in their business and also to navigate the sometimes murky worlds of startup or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Stan Mirziev. And Stan says he's a serial entrepreneur and he's a 17-year automotive expert and enthusiast, enthusiast. And he's the founder and CEO of Parts Pass, which is an auto parts app, which has my curiosity peak. So welcome to the show, Stan. Thank you, Brian. It's great to be on the show. Good. Good to have you. So if you could give us a little bit of your background and what got you to this point in life and what your current focus is. Yeah, absolutely. Life as we know it is a roller coaster of its own. And um, actually, my family immigrated to the U.S. in 1990 from the, so from the former Soviet Union. My father was an entrepreneur himself in the early days. So he was very well established at the early age of 25. Um, and then the Soviet Union came crumbling down and my father knew that he had to leave. Uh, and leaving everything behind, he was willing to take the risk. And he had two kids with him and my mother as well, his wife. And they immigrated to New York City where they started from zero, leaving everything behind, coming to a new world. My father was definitely intimidated, but at the same time knew that he had to be a provider. So he went straight into the workforce. And my father was and still is my hero because he is the kind of person that doesn't allow anything to hold him back. He is a raging bull moving forward through life and really instilled that work ethic into me. Dad went straight into the workforce at the early age of 28 when he immigrated to the US and he didn't get a chance to really understand the American culture or pick up the language. He left that to his kids and that's where we are today. My father went into the automotive industry at an early age. I also started kind of tinkering around with automobiles, never really had a passion for it at the early age. But when I entered into high school, it really sparked something inside of me. So my father and I owned and operated multiple automotive facilities from New York. And then we, uh, we moved to Phoenix uh, in 2002 two shortly after 9-11 happened because my father also saw an opportunity to leave and he took that. And then we settled in Phoenix, Arizona, where we are now. We still own a handful of automotive repair facilities. And I actually saw a problem in the industry, which really motivated me to go into software and solve problems for automotive professionals and for do-it-yourselfers. So that that's uh, technology seems to be creeping into everything. So it's in a good way. Well, mostly in a good way. So uh, what inspired you uh, um, to to uh, create this app to help people out in, in the in the parts business? Yeah. So parts pass itself is for the do it yourselfer, the people that tinker in their garage, people that really thrive off of rolling up their sleeves and uh, going under the hood. Uh, and before actually Parts Pass came to fruition, I created an app called Parts Detect specifically for automotive professionals. And the need there was to simplify that search process automotive mechanics go through like myself. The biggest problem for me at the time was finding and sourcing replacement parts. I would typically call 
four to five different local part suppliers and going through the same script of, do you have this part? How much is it? What's the warranty? And then if they had it, great. If they didn't, I would have to go on to the next supplier. And that's one of the problems that I was determined to solve. And we did that really well with Parts Detect, a free app that mechanics currently use that aggregates all that search information from five of the nation's largest parts suppliers. And shortly after that, I said, you know what, we have an opportunity here to go direct to consumers because I would go into the local parts suppliers and kind of just analyze from the from the sideline to see how people interact with the counter representatives. And I noticed that it was extremely intimidating. It was frustrating as well. You had to go down to the parts house, you had to wait in line. And then when it was your turn, you go up to the counter and then you're supposed to know a little bit of the vehicle or that shop lingo of the year, the make, the model, the engine size, and then you would ask them if they had that part. There was just so much friction there. So a light bulb went off in my head and I said, we did this really well for the automotive professionals. It's time that we do the same thing for the general public, for the do-it-yourselfers. And with software being where it is now and artificial intelligence, I knew that we had to create a solution to simplify that search process that everyday people go through. Yeah, I, uh, the, I, I understand the auto parts store stuff. I, actually, it just triggered a story in my head. I, I had a job when I was 16 working in an auto parts store, mostly as a delivery guy to local gas stations and auto part and auto repair shops. But I also worked the counter. So, you know, I'm a 16 year old kid. So one guy came in one day and, and I asked him if I could help him. And he, and he said he, uh, he needed a chrome-plated muffler bearing. And so I, you know, fiddled around. I knew, I just figured he was trying to get me in some way or another. So I calmly looked up at him and I said, you want that left-handed or right-handed? So, <laughs> so I kind of proved myself to him. But I understand that sometimes that can be intimidating if you don't know what you're talking about. So you say the parts detect is a free app uh, is the, is the, the parts pass a free app as well? Yeah, absolutely. I knew going into it that I wanted to offer a free solution. There's no accounts that need to be made, no credit cards that need to be um, inputted. So there's no download fees. There's no usage fees. And what we do really well with parts pass is we, have that artificial intelligence already embedded into the app. So a user, a typical case would take out the take out the app or take out their phone, open the app, and they can take a picture of the actual car and that artificial intelligence will know the year, the make, and the model of that vehicle. And then they enter a part that they might need, for example, a radiator or an oil filter. And then we offer them quality name brand parts at wholesale pricing. It's a three-step process. Take a picture of the car, enter a part that you need, hit order, and most of the time it'll be shipped the same day. Okay, I, I like the concept there. Now, it, it raises a couple of questions. Um, one is, since the apps are free and our listeners are in business to make money, and I'm sure you are too, at least that's one of the purposes of being in business, um, how do you monetize that? Is that, do you uh, have... A, uh, are you a part of the of the sales process of the parts? We are. And when we looked at it, we had a huge opportunity to provide savings to the end users. So when we teamed up with our largest distributor that we have in our network, 
they have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of SKUs available to us. And we did a lot of research into our competitors to see what that profit margin might look like. And of course, we're here to make money and, and um, of course, pass the savings on. But because of the fact that we have such a low overhead, we're able to pass those savings on to our, to our users and still monetize on a micro level. Well, that's great. So I'm, I'm assuming most of the parts are going to be drop shipped from your distributors directly to the, to the buyer. You don't have to warehouse anything. That's absolutely correct. Yeah, that's the beautiful part about dropship is that there we have no overhead. We went in there aggressively talking about specific numbers that make sense for us. So that way we can pass the savings on to our users. Great, great. The, the other question that popped into my head is when you're you're taking pictures and you're using artificial intelligence to determine things, that's got to be some pretty heavy tech on the back end, I think. Um, so do you, do you have a a strong team that's in-house or do you do you outsource that? I think one of the most important things in a software company is having the developers in-house and having a co-founder who is the lead CTO, the chief technology officer. And that's what we have here. Thankfully, my my cousin is my CTO and we actually have a really strong team of developers that are all in-house that all have a passion for solving problems and, if, and especially within the automotive industry. Well, that's great. So that, that you have much more control and, and uh, immediate interaction if you have them in-house. So that's a, that's a great way to do it. So do you set yourself any uh, like annual revenue goals for your business? Do you have any, thing you want to accomplish, say, in the next 12 months? When we sat down and we thought about what our end goal is, uh, we raised our seed round, which was pretty difficult on its own. But um, I've done a, quite a bit of pitches for our first company, Parts Detect, and it really gave me the confidence to move forward and raise our seed round with Parts Pass. And thankfully, we teamed up with an investor here locally in Arizona who also shares a common um, interest in solving problems using software. And the automotive industry is just such a huge beast of its own that really hasn't been, um, hasn't been successfully, uh, I don't want to use the word disrupted. <laughs> but uh, the automotive industry hasn't been touched by software the way that we see it can value and really putting the goals together in, in the early days, what we want to achieve is a certain number in transactions, certain number of users and a certain number in, in revenue. So that way we can move forward and raise our series A. Okay, so are you are you on your way to achieving those goals? Any roadblocks in the way that you need to deal with? Well, we're at a point where now it's all about our marketing and onboarding our users. So the development part portion of it has done their job. And now the marketing is taking it upon themselves to really achieve those numbers that we want from user onboard to user experience to transactions. Okay. What, what kind of, uh, uh, I guess your ideal client is, is just the do it yourself or car repair person. Is correct. that correct? So 
we put together personas of who our end user is. And in the first version of Parts Pass, we knew that it's going to be the do-it-yourselfer. The person that is technically inclined to use an application um, and also sees the value of having quality parts at a discounted price. Um, so that's our first persona of that individual. Secondly, because of the fact that we have such a robust and efficient application with prices that are significantly lower than any of our competitors, we can see that local repair shops can definitely utilize the application as well. And that's persona number two. Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Do you find the, uh, the, uh, a curiosity question here with the increasing price of cars and uh, and uh, that's going on here? Do you see that more that people are keeping their cars longer and 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 therefore needing to do more repair and replacement work, either through a repair shop or on their own? Yeah, absolutely. The average. Uh, life of a vehicle that's on the road now is 11 and a half years old with 135,000 miles. And what we're seeing, statistically speaking, is that people are holding on to their vehicles a lot longer than going out there and purchasing or leasing new vehicles, just because people are a little bit more cautious of writing checks or having big overhead spending commitments. Yeah, that makes sense. So getting back to the the two personas that you have that you're going after as a marketplace, uh, how, how do they find you now? Do you have uh, any channels that they that are working better, one working better than another for them to find you? Yeah, so what we've done early on is really tested with a small budget. And that budget went into mailers and into Facebook ads as well. So what we've learned from the mailers is that they just don't work for us. We had zero returns and we spent a couple thousand dollars sending out a couple hundred thousand of these mailers and got just crickets. No one interacted. We had no ROI at all. And using social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram and even YouTube, we were able to see that our cost per click significantly dropped over time. And it was about average, about 97 cents up to a dollar 35, depending on the platform. Okay. So the, then social media is, is, is your best driver of, of bringing people to you. And once, once they come to you, is there, you just encourage them to download the app or, or what's the process there? Yeah. So what we notice is that for us, What's valuable is when people are searching tutorials of how to replace an air filter or how to change out your oil. So for us, YouTube is the driving force and in incorporating the ads that they have within certain clips and videos, we really get to captivate and capture that audience within a five second sprint. So for us, the challenge is how do we communicate within that five second window efficiently? And we put together these videos and these images that really interact with, with the viewers. So if someone is having a, um, car troubles, right, we open up with saying, are you having car troubles? Well, parts pass is the new way to order car parts. So for us, the driving force is YouTube as opposed to what other people use, for example, Facebook. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the... <laughs> 
my go-to place if I if I don't know how to do something is YouTube because regardless of what it is, there's there's a video out there that was put up by somebody that knows what I was what I was looking for. Um, so it, that that's a that's a great idea, a great strategy. So um, you're you're on your way to your user and and transaction and revenue goals, so you can go for your next step from an investor perspective and, and, uh, and starting to grow the app, everything's working, uh, as planned at this point. I don't think anything ever goes according to plan. <laughs> Things, <laughs> everything usually costs 10% more and takes 10% longer. So, um, you know, there's going to be hurdles along the way that's kind of expected. Um, you never really prepare for it, but it's expected. So as a leader, Right. I need to make sure that I'm on the same boat with my team and my developers and my marketing team, because at the end of the day, I know that everyone in our circle is committed to the success of the company. So for me, in my opinion, to really pressure the development team to move faster or the marketing team to move faster, it's really uncalled for because I know at the end of the day, they're pumping in all the hours that they can, losing sleep as well. And I'm there right beside them. Yeah, that's uh, if you have a leader that's uh, participating rather than just telling people what to do and going off to play golf, it, it makes a big difference. So it, it's good that you're there working with them and alongside them. So that's great. So um, we're getting toward the end here. Uh, you want to let people know how they can reach you. I guess YouTube is one, but if there are any other sources, how they can get a hold of you and any final thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. So our app is currently available on the Apple market. And in about seven months or so will be available on Android. And I invite everyone to log in on our website at partspass.app, sign up for our newsletter. Um, and you can capture us there and connect with me directly. Okay, great. I appreciate that. So uh, any any final thoughts for the do-it-yourself and small auto repair shops out there uh, about the advantages of what you offer to make their lives easier? Absolutely. I think what we really focus on is efficiency, accuracy, and reliability because our parts are not Chinese-based parts. We have name brand parts like an AC Delco, Bilstein, Bosch, some of these brands that are very well known. And with the supply chain disruption that's going on now and the relationship that the U.S. has with China, it's really stagnated. And we offer quality parts that are from all around the world, but quality parts that come from quality suppliers. Um, so all the repair shops out there, I give it up to you. I show up every day as well turning wrenches and for the do-it-yourselfers, I invite you to take a look at the app, give us an opportunity, and I'm sure that you'll fall in love with the process as well. Great. Thanks, Stan. That's that's a good way to end. So that's a wrap on another uh, great guest episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And uh, before you go, if you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating and perhaps uh recommend the show to a friend or two, and to make sure you subscribe for future episodes at evolvepreneursecrets.show. And until next time, if you're an entrepreneur, 
make a start on your next great idea today.